couple of months ago, I traveled over to Valparaiso to pick up a seminary friend who was chaperoning a group of youth that was attending a conference at the university. As we were walking to my car to head back to Elkhart, we passed by this bench, and we paused for a moment to take it in. Maybe you've seen one of these sculptures before. At first glance, it appears to be a homeless person wrapped in a large blanket to protect them from the elements. If you look closer, though, you will see nail marks embedded in the feet of this homeless man. This is no stranger. This is Christ the king. Now, the statue was placed right in the middle of the highest trafficked area of campus. So, during the school year, hundreds and hundreds of people passed by the statue daily. And during this summer conference, the participants inevitably walked by it numerous times a day. Yet, according to my friend, his kids didn't notice. During their routine evening devotion, he asked about how the statue connected to their lesson, to which the kids replied, what statue? They were completely oblivious to it even though they played yard games behind it and climbed trees that gave it shade. Now, this type of obliviousness, not only that you don't uh, don't see, but that you don't care, isn't uncommon, especially among us religious types. It's the obliviousness of those in Zion laying upon beds of ivory and eating lambs taken from the flock, all the while living complacent in their sin, ignoring the needs of those around them, and not even seeing the destruction, as Amos says, of Joseph, of Israel. It's the obliviousness, the carelessness of the Pharisees, those lovers of money who scoff at Jesus and look at sinners in disdain and disgust. It's the obliviousness of the unnamed rich man in today's gospel who walked by sore-covered Lazarus, paying him no regard. It's the obliviousness of those kids at the conference strolling by Jesus laying on the bench. And it's your obliviousness. And it's mine. As we pass by the homeless and hungry, the poor, both physically and spiritually, the downtrodden, the unloved, and the unwanted in our community. Why are we so oblivious, so careless to those in need around us? What, what causes us to, to cross the street when, 
when we see a cardboard house or maybe people who don't look like us or act like us or believe like us. What causes us to cast our eyes downward when confronted with a cup rattling with change or wince in disgust when we see those covered in dirty sores? Perhaps we do this out of concern for potential violence because for some reason these types of people have gotten the the rap of being violent, angry individuals. We want to protect ourselves and our families at all costs. Maybe we're worried about catching a disease that they carry. Some of us are skeptical. Are are they really in need? Are Are they really injured? Which turns into sheer judgment. Why don't you just get up and get a job? I would argue that there is a deeper issue at the root of it all. We have been deafened and blinded by self-consumption. Like the rich man in our gospel text for today, we are so consumed by our riches and status and comfort and our full bellies that we cannot hear what Scripture teaches or see the beauty of what the Lord is trying to show us. And if we would just for a moment shut out all the noise of the world and listen to Moses and the prophets, the Scripture, we would hear the pronouncement of woes on those who are self-centered and self-consumed. We would hear the warning from Jesus that we cannot serve God and mammon. We will surely hate the one as we serve the other. If we would only take a reprieve from staring at our own navels, from serving the God who is our belly, we would be stunned, stunned and transformed by the opportunity the Lord gifts us to see and then to serve. When preaching on this text, Dietrich Bonhoeffer emphasized that Before and beyond this text being a moral teaching, it is first and foremost a concrete proclamation of the gospel. This is what he preaches. Blessed are you Lazaruses of all the ages, for you shall be consoled in the bosom of Abraham. Blessed are you outcasts and outlaws, you victims of society, you men and women without work, you broken down and ruined, you lonely and abandoned, you rape victims and those who suffer injustice, you who suffer in body and soul. Blessed are you, for God's joy will cover over you and be over your head forever. That is the gospel, the good news of the dawning of the new world, the new order, which is God's world and God's order. The deaf hear, the blind see, the lame walk, and the gospel is preached to the poor. My friends, when we encounter the poor, those laying on benches, we are in a way encountering ourselves. Maybe when you heard Bonhoeffer's words, you were 
you were able to understand that you are one of those Lazaruses, those who maybe suffer in body and soul or those who suffer injustice or those of you who feel lonely, abandoned, alone, unloved. We all are Lazaruses. We all are poor ones. If the rich man in the parable would have just opened his eyes, he would have seen that he too was Lazarus laying at the gate. For at the end of the day, when death comes knocking, we are stripped of everything, our status and our wealth and our possessions and our friends and our family, and we solely rely on the mercy and generosity and sympathy of God. So this morning, are we ready to see that we are nothing but given to? Are we ready to see that the richest man of all came down from heaven and took a place of poverty, a place of oblivion, so that we might be given eternal riches and eternal life. This statue is to remind us that everything that is ours is pure gift because of the work that the Lord did on our behalf. When we open our eyes to see we will truly be stunned and transformed by this poverty. Once our eyes are open to see the immense beauty and grace of Christ's work for us, then and only then are we able to serve with true sympathy because we know what it means to be a poor one. We know what it means to be a Lazarus. That is our prayer today. Let sympathy be to me, Lord. Serving the poor in a myriad of ways is not a burden we bear to make our lives a living hell. Serving the poor and clothing the naked, giving living water to the thirsty is the highest blessing because in this sympathetic act, We enter the divine life and work of Christ. We lean deeper into the gospel and receive a glimpse of the heavenly realm where all of the Lazaruses that have come before us now rest in the bosom of Abraham. Seeing, truly seeing, and then serving. That's what Christ's parable offers to us today. That's what the statue offers to us today. So come, my friends. Come and see who you are. One who is nothing but given to. One who in this place is poor Lazarus, who is in need of the healing touch of word and sacrament. Then, with eyes opened to who you are, go and serve. Go and be who you are. Little Christs pulling 
more Lazaruses into the grace and goodness through your mercy and generosity and now today through your sympathy. For this, my friends, is the way of Christ. This is the way of and to heaven. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. I invite you to stand now as we lift up all of the needs of our parish community to the Lord in faith. That the whole church may respond to the needs of God's children with even greater effectiveness, we pray to the Lord. That all who preach the gospel may, like Amos, challenge the complacent and self-centered and call them to a life of self-sacrifice, we pray to the Lord. That we may answer the call of the Lazarus of the 21st century as he comes to us in the poor, the sick, and the unborn, we pray to the Lord. That all citizens may take seriously their civic responsibilities and work together to shape public policy, we pray to the Lord. That the sick and those in need may be comforted and healed, especially Phoebe Ziegler and the child she carries, Sharon Ortman, Laurie Thompson, Emily Hall Markovich and the child she carries, George McMeekin, Bill Ray, Andrea Tallheimer, and Steve Sievers, we pray to the Lord. That us poor ones, who come to this altar today, might taste the true riches of heaven, we pray to the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> 